other stations promise outstanding content, but when it's time to deliver, they fall flat on their ridiculous faces. Enter LA Talk Radio, a cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk station that delivers totally original content without any commercials. Log on to latalkradio.com and get involved with the best talk radio station on the internet. LA Talk Radio, we say what we want. The morning show that's on your side. But then again, so is appendicitis. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Charlotte right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Thursday, March 6th. And we're back. We're back. Not a cloud in the sky today, huh? No, it's a pretty morning. Yeah, it is a pretty morning. We're back here. And uh, to tease all the back east with still snow. They still have snow back there, huh? That's insane. I know. I don't understand. I mean, we have summer here. Right? <laughs> I know. I can't, you know, during the day. I, like in the morning, I put on long sleeve. And then in the afternoon, it's just too hot, you know? No, it's it, like beach weather. Yeah, it was like 80 degrees yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, man. But uh, so so far, I mean, so much for winter here, you know? It just no didn't feel thing. like winter here at all. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got a great guest sitting here in the wings and waiting, so we're going to bring him in in a few minutes. And uh, I, do you want to like uh, talk a little bit about what you do, like the uh, the show you do, in like mm-hmm. After Buzz and stuff like that? I'm curious as yeah. to, and probably some listeners want to know about it. So tell us. Yeah, After Buzz TV. It's um, run by Maria Menounos, who hosts with Mario Lopez on Extra. Right. Um, and Kevin Undergaro, her partner, um, he's a filmmaker. Very, he's big in the industry. Um, so it's run by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an after-show station. It's an after-show for like ESPN's the wrap-up of like post-wrap-up for sports. Right. After Buzz is for TV shows, um, and they have a sister network called Black Hollywood Live that I also host for, which is the first African American. Um, network solely for African Americans. I see. Um, which are I'm you a, the only white one? I, 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 I'm one of two white <laughs> yeah. people. I'm a white blonde, so I kind of stand out. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you fit in, you know. Yeah, but I'm I love sure. working for them. Um, I yeah. do an athlete show for them, <clears throat> so that's how I link in my sporting for them. Oh, cool! That show. Yeah. yeah. So, and what do you talk about? Like um, about the past experience you had uh, in sports and on, things like that. No, we bring no? in athletes. We oh, bring I in see. Guests. Okay. We bring in pro athletes and interview them. I see. Uh, okay. Black Hollywood Live is more uh, that has its original content. Mm. Um, they have a fashion show and they a music show, so they bring in guests. Mm. So that's all original content. Whereas After Buzz is all recapping right. TV shows. Like Some of the shows I do, I do like the Real Housewives. I do a lot of reality. So really? I do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So you have um, to watch the shows. Yeah, so we screen yeah. the shows. Uh-huh. Um, we do you watch them together? Hour. Yeah, we watch it all together, take notes, uh-huh. and then we go right in the studio after for about, it, depending how, if the show's 30 minutes long, we'll probably tape for about 30 minutes. If the mm. show's an hour, we'll go more to like 50 minutes. Okay. Um, but... It's great. I love working there. Yeah, um, and it's live, right? Yeah, right after it's the show. Live, yeah, and then it's archived on. You can download the podcast free on iTunes, and okay. you can view it on AfterBuzzTV.com or on YouTube. 
Okay, sounds good. So if you guys don't get enough of Charlotte, there's a couple of other places you can listen <laughs> can to her and see her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, you know. So uh, good for you. So you keep it busy and everything. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I've yet to check out the shows. I mean, I saw something I think on YouTube. Uh, do, do they put it on YouTube yeah, too? Because put, I saw. Yeah, they put everything yeah. on YouTube. And right. if you guys, you can go on my Facebook page, which is Charlotte Broadbent TV, and they're all posted. All my videos that oh, okay. I do, I post all of them on there. And photos. Um, if any of you guys are Mob Wives, Mob Wives fans, uh-huh. we interviewed Renee in the studio yesterday, which was interesting coming from like the, the mob lifestyle right. background. It was it's, it's intense, but <laughs> really? it was cool to actually have her in the studio. Yeah. Like she's from New York. Um, so, so she, she had good over. stories and stuff. Oh my god, great interview! Wow, <laughs> yeah, very good interview. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Wow. Well, uh, I just wanted to discuss a couple things that I thought uh, were interesting. The first one is, uh, this bothers me, and, and you know the store Staples, the chain, mm-hmm. uh, they're closing down 225 stores. Uh, this is like after earlier this week, Radio Shack announced there's a close in a few hundreds, and um uh, this is just the trend, you know. I posted on Facebook this morning, but this is a trend uh, towards uh, really losing our retail business, the retail industry. Period, you know. And uh, I think Amazon has done it pretty much single-handedly. Although, you know, I mean, everything has gone to the net, not just uh, Amazon, obviously. And this worries me, you know, because already we don't have bookstores, we don't have record stores anymore. Blockbuster. Um, yeah, we don't have video stores. We don't have any of this stuff anymore. And there's nowhere to go, you know. I mean, we used to go to the mall and there were places to, to go and check it out. And so all this pop culture stuff doesn't exist anymore in retail. And uh, Well, even a lot of the malls, you'll walk through them now. I mean, the Westfield Mall, he, right here across the street, there was uh-huh. Sherman Oaks one. On the top floor by Bloomingdale's, like six stores are closed down. Really? Yeah. Wow. When you walk through malls now, there's Uh very few malls that don't have a lot of stores closed down. I know. Because stores just can't afford to stay open. I know. And, you know, I mean, they get like, uh, you know, Apple makes it and a couple of other stores, but the smaller ones... Uh, and, you know, I mean, and you don't have to be a genius. I mean, you know, I, I would walk in malls. I would see it all closing. And I thought this is the end, you know. And sure enough, you know, I don't know how malls are going to survive or they, they'll survive a bit just based on clothes, clothes yeah. and shoes and stuff like that. You yeah. know, because these are things easier bought at a store. Definitely. Like you need to try on. Right. Well, you don't need to, but I I always want to. I don't. I prefer buying in store than online, just purely for the fact that I don't know if it's going to fit right, how it's going to look. Exactly. Um, whereas a notepad uh-huh. and a pen and paper or whatever, yeah. printing ink. Firstly, you can get that at Walmart, and it's a lot cheaper. Right. And secondly, you can get it offline. Yeah. It's so much easier. It's just delivered to your door. It is. It is. You know, and like for example, I wanted a pair of shoes. I never bought shoes over uh, online. Because, you know, you have to try them on and stuff. But these are shoes I already had, so I know what I want. And uh, so I went online and paid $30 less than in the store. Mm -hmm. So how can you compete with that, you know? So, I mean, obviously, you know, in my lifestyle, I'm also contributing to the disappearance of retail. But that's what the world has come to, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, when we have all these choices, then it's much easier uh, to get stuff online. It's cheaper. Yeah. You know? It is. I mean, I get most of the stuff that I buy online and... uh, it's uh, 
And that's why Staples is closing down so many stores, you know. And especially if you're busy and don't have a lot of time, the only way yeah. is online. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, so much for stores and stuff. I don't know how it's going to look a few years from now, but it's pretty scary, you mm-hmm. know. There's really nowhere to go to just shop, you know. I mean, there's one last bookstore here in the Valley, and sometimes I go there and just check it out. But I got to tell you, you know, you go in, and the book is 30 bucks, and you go, I can go home and order it from Amazon for half the price. Yeah. You know, but what I do is I, when I go to a bookstore, I make sure I buy something so I can help keep them alive for a little longer. Oh, that's So nice, I can Sam. go there. Well, I do it for myself, <laughs> so I can go there, you know. <laughs> But uh, but it's sad. It's really sad, you know. I mean, I used to spend a lot of time in bookstores and stuff, and it's not happening anymore. No. Yeah. So, so much for that. And then uh, this other thing I thought was uh, funny, or I don't know if it's funny. depends on how you look at it. But a Massachusetts court decided that upskirt photos are legal. You know what upskirt photos are? I mean, pretty much what it describes, you know. People, like if you're in a dress or a skirt and somebody takes like a picture underneath, you know, up your skirt or something. Do people do that? People do that. <laughs> people do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they put it online, you know, and uh, the, there's a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, guys guys are just really horny and they do crazy things, you know. Creepy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you don't think with the head on top of your shoulders, uh it's uh you do crazy shit you know i mean look at all these politicians that get involved in scandals and things like that you know it's always for sex you know because Mm -hmm. it seems like you know the moment you're with a woman or you think of a woman or something all the logic goes out the window and uh it's kind of a curse you know to walk around horny all the time but uh (laughs) so (laughs) so i don't understand this about the upskirt because i mean obviously you know, you, you're invading someone's privacy, but I guess the judge said that you're not really nude or semi-nude when they take the pictures, you know? Whatever you have underneath is whatever you have underneath, you know? But uh, so this is their logic. I just don't get it, you know? I mean, because uh, I guess this guy was arrested, you know? They used a female officer for decoy, and uh, he was probably doing that or something. I don't you know. know what I would do if someone tried to take a photo up my Yeah, but that's the point. You wouldn't know, you no. know? Like they would go behind you, you know, or next to you and maybe in a, standing in line or something, you know? So don't wear a lot of dresses. Do you wear dresses in the summer, though? Yeah, I wear yeah, dresses I know. all the time. <laughs> okay, but but here, I don't think here it's a problem because we don't go out in public that much, you know. I imagine this happens like in trains and stuff, yeah. you know, in the subway. Very true. And I think actually that's where this happened. Uh, so, yeah. So you don't have to worry about that here. That's true. <laughs> Good. And yeah, and women Glad. always make sure you wear panties. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, enough good bullshit for one morning. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest who promises a lot more bullshit, but uh, we're going to find out soon. <laughs> we have Ethan Detmeyer in the studio. Welcome to the show, Ethan. Uh, good morning. It's a privilege to be here. Always, always. And uh, you always tell me, why do you want to have me on the show? I'm not entertaining, but you guys will find out ethan is a lot of fun ah. and uh we're friends i wish we could see each other more often but we're very busy people so yeah. we get to see each other here and sometimes <laughs> in events because ethan does a lot of like events and stuff he's really like into charity and very things cool. like that helping kids you know so always at the end of the year uh during the, the holidays at least the past couple of years they had like this really big thing um uh, 
up in Valencia, right? Right. Yeah. And, I mean, they bring in Santa. They bring in characters from Star Wars and Transformers. And the kids are just, like, so joyed by all this, you know. And Santa and fire trucks and things like that, you know. So, and Ethan organizes all that, you know. I mean, Toys for Tots and... And that's so, and and then not only you, but also your daughter and your whole family. Well, that was her idea originally, so I have a lot of help with that. I take, I get all the credit, I think, uh-huh. but I I don't deserve all the credit. There's well, a lot but, of player. There's a lot of moving parts with that charity event. I would imagine, yeah. And uh, I mean, but that's a big thing. I don't know how you can organize something like that. Like you said, there's so many moving parts. You know, well, you know, it just starts with an idea, and then if you've got any kind of level of tenacity, you can yeah. figure out how to make it work and. That particular event, we've done a few charity events, but that particular charity event we started three years ago, uh-huh. and it was on a much smaller scale, you know, and yeah. uh, it basically just started with an idea my kid had. I think everyone knows the story by now. She wrote a Christmas list. She lost a friend across the street. Her house foreclosed on her, and the family had to move pretty suddenly. Wow. And she wrote a Christmas list, and it just said, you know, uh, she gave it to me and said, Dad, I only put three things on it because I didn't want to be greedy. She's seven at the time. Wow. And uh, it says, you know, can I have a hula hoop, a moxie girl doll? And the third item on the list was the strength to give everyone a home. Wow. So I really didn't know where to start with that. But yeah. it was really kind of, uh, you know, earth shattering in a sense to read that without be- a kid writing that without being told at so young, such a young age. So, right. you know, we, did, we started providing the event. The event is basically Christmas for homeless kids. And this past year, this third year, you know, we... Bust in Polar Express style about 300 kids from the from both the social service office and the domestic sh- the shelter for domestic violence. Really, wow! And we just press everyone into service. If you've been a guest on the show, if any celebrity guests we work with, we just roll them all into the event at the end of the year. But I got to thank, yeah. you know, my wife first of all for putting up with crazy ideas and not really giving me too much grief about it. You know, right. I come home and you never know what crazy thing you're going <laughs> to hear because it's been crazy. Like we did that celebrity soccer game with the right. cast. Of, Spartacus for the handicapped children. And, you know, it's like I can't, you know, most people say, let's go play mini golf. And I've always got some complex stadium rental, (laughs) you know, scheme of like, I think we can do this and we can get these guys, you know. Uh And she tolerates all of it. But, you know, there's also the owner of the restaurant where we've had it for three years is Greg Hamsler. And I got to tell you, I met him over the event. Mm -hmm. And I never get tired of telling people this because when I walked in there, I had nothing. I had Mm no, no plans no budget no money i was just going to pay for what i needed to pay for out of pocket and i just walked up to him and i said here's what i want to do i want to do a homeless breakfast for 300 a christmas breakfast for 300 homeless kids and i thought he was going to look at me like you're you're (laughs) out of your mind but he just nodded and goes yeah i think we can do that i think that's something we can do and we started talking particulars the first year i paid for it out of pocket and then once we started getting momentum, we had more people start to donate different things. The fire department's involved. And, you know, we bring in a lot of our celebrities, and we did a live broadcast this year from it on uh, yeah. Ustream, which was brilliant. And a lot of people donate. Yeah. We have, a, you know, the uh, operational R2-D2s from Lucasfilm and right. the guys from Disney. So it's really Star Wars and stuff, event. yeah, I know. You know, it's a little nuts, but... Yeah, it but it's cool. But I imagine it's... You know, it's like putting something big together like this is is like putting a film together, right? There's just so many exactly. different parts, and that's the thing. That's why you qualified for this because you come from a a film background and stuff. Uh, just to uh, to uh, let everybody know who doesn't, uh, Ethan does like three shows here on the station. You do uh, NACA. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, what's it called, NACA what? Uh, well, NACA is actually for the HUD sponsor, Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. Okay. So that's actually a, you know, that's a nonprofit show. So what do they do? Well, what they did is they started working with the government on when the foreclosure crisis hit on doing nonprofit more modifications when working directly with bank chairmen mm. and CEOs to try to stem the economy, the economic crisis that the housing crisis created. So basically, mm. if you call them, it's nonprofit. You know, they're, like I said, financed through HUD, Housing Urban Development. Uh-huh. And they work closely with the White House administration. Wow. And what they do is they basically take people with little or no hope and they find they if you had a foreclosure crisis per se. Right. And Chase was your bank. They would take your case, contact the CEO of Chase, who turns out to be Jamie Dimon or was up until recently. I don't know if he still is. Right. And they will put your case in front of him and get his approval really? on making it. Uh, basically forgiving what you're behind on the debt, but also making your mortgage payment in tune with the current market. You know, for a lot of yeah. us who bought our houses when they were at five, six hundred thousand dollars, and wow. woke up one morning and they were half that, right. they turn around and basically say, "Look, this is what the market dictates. This individual should be paying." And they negotiate those cases one on one with a lot of the top brass at different banks. Hence, keeping people in their homes. Yeah. Which, as we all know, is a cornerstone of the economy, because if you can keep a roof over a family's head, then they spend money on other things that are important, shoes, school supplies, food. You know, That's if you take true. their house, yeah. you know, there's whole sections of Detroit being demoed right now because they're foreclosed homes and there's no, there's no mathematical chance that they could replace those home ownerships between now and 2030. Wow. So they're just wow. they're turning it all into parkland, but that's one show. Yeah. So yeah. So that's uh, that's one of the shows, and that one is Wednesday at ten. You can listen to it right here. Full of excitement. And, that show. It's yeah, unreal. it's a lot of excitement. It's charisma. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's a nuts and bolts. You know, it yeah, is an important show. You know? Mad, you know. Yeah. It is an important show. I, yeah. I give it that. And for people dealing with the crisis, it is a good show. Yeah. If you're going there for your entertainment, you're, you know, if you're part of the TMZ database, you know, yeah. probably. No, it's not a, a show for entertainment. But then again, you have a couple of other shows. Uh, you have uh, well, following that, you have uh, Peace Fund uh, with Adrian Paul. Adrian is a um, uh, I don't know if you've watched TV, but he's on Highlander. Uh, did you ever watch that show? I know who you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's here, and sometimes people come in. Oh, I know this guy, and uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's uh, is he still on TV, Ethan? He he actually just did a film in Russia, so he does a lot of film work. He just really? turned down a British miniseries actually because he would have to relocate to the UK. Yeah, so who wants to that do was that, the news right? I got just yesterday when we did the show. But I yeah. think uh, you know they're actually getting ready to reboot the Highlander movies. I think there's something in it for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the series for like six years or something like that. So he's he's always working. Wow, but that's a charity show that's too. That's his charity, yeah. the Peace Fund. Okay, and what so, do you guys discuss there? What's Peace Fund? That's actually a, a, a charitable platform. He highlights different charities, different charitable causes. His charities got a dynamic where it will find honest money for charities that are looking for money. Essentially, mm-hmm. you can donate to his charity, and he we can, together with another show I produce, Combat Radio, we've done a lot of charitable work. We've done stuff for... <laughs> CODA, which is the Children's Organ Transplant Association, uh, we've got, like found organ, organs for kids really? in need. We've wow. Uh, wow. we actually bought respirators for a children's hospital that right. was also part I of that soccer that. game in uh-huh. May. You know things like that. Like he'll find a certain situation in need, and his charity will raise money for that. So it's a it's a dynamic that constantly changes. We have a lot lot of like each week there's a hero 
mm-hmm. who's usually a kid somewhere around eight, nine, or ten, who's done a tremendous amount of accomplishments charity-wise. We had a girl who swam Lake Erie on yesterday, who raised like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow! For now that's something you could do. Yeah, yeah. Swim across Lake Erie, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of, and there was like it's infested with eels and crazy. Wow. You know, it was like a lot of hazards. You know, but we yeah. had another girl who raised like a quarter million dollars with the lemonade stand, and mm. different people who've different young people who've address charitable causes and so we usually put a little highlight to their efforts and uh, you know that's a show we do on Wednesdays right Wednesday at 11 right after NACA and uh, wow you see it's like all these people are into charity we get like so busy during our days that we don't think about these things and then there's people that devote their lives to it you know so thank goodness it, for people like you yeah I think it's really moving um, yeah. I'm I just went to an event um for a charity called Unlikely Heroes, which is stopping prostitution of children. Mm. Um, and it was just so, it's so touching to right. learn more about it and learn more about the, like, these people just want to help these kids. Yeah. And, especially and, helping kids, you know. I mean, all charities are important, but especially with kids, mm-hmm. you know. You know what, though? You've been very gracious in getting involved with a lot of our events, and that's what I tell people. That we're on the ground with who we're helping for the most part. Right. With our soccer game that we did, that celebrity event, you know, we had... Uh, all kinds of celebrities who've done the show from Breaking Bad and Spartacus, but we had the children's with special needs on the field with us. They mm-hmm. had, uh, they were our team captains, and they were in uniform, and we had the organization right there. And and with the event we do every Christmas, you know, those we do that on the ground with the kids who are in fact homeless or living in their cars. And I think if you can do an event where you directly have content with contact rather with who you're trying to help, it's completely different than going to. It is some huh? sort of fundraiser that's a cocktail black tie party. We did plenty of those when I was at Warner Brothers. And, you know, it's yeah. like it's completely different. And you walk away going, you know, there's got to be more we can do. And I think most people leave becoming motivated into somehow fixing the problem, you know, because right. you've seen it. I mean, I'll tell you, the first time you have a homeless kid run up to you with, you know, it's it's really it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Wow. You know, yeah. especially if they tell you it's the greatest day of their life, and it's uh-huh. it shouldn't be. That's what's really hard is that you realize that the you know these people, there's people out there that uh, are really struggling. I can't imagine what it would be like to uh, figure out where to park my car at night with a family of three or four kids sleeping, well, in, sleeping in the car, and the self esteem that goes with that. Yeah, I mean, dropped off. We had my daughter had a friend who was living in her car at her elementary school. And I can't imagine what yeah. that was like. And then another friend, another the nurse actually came up to me and said, I know you do work with the homeless. My neighbor just lost her house and they're living in their car. Do you have a couple of contact names? And I actually asked how old the kids were. And one was in sixth grade and one was in seventh grade. And I can't imagine having to live in my car at that age. Yeah. In a back seat, that's your space. Wow. You know, if you can put gas in it, you know. Yeah. So I think when you're on the ground with the events directly like that, it really gives you a better sort of bit of wisdom in terms of what the situation is. And you also see what your immediate impact is. Like people walk away from that Christmas event with, uh, you know, a little bit more optimism. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, yeah. So Ethan used to be uh, used to work for Warner Brothers. Do you still do things with him? On occasion, I'm I'm actually on a project right there there now with a couple of former producers over at Warner Brothers, which is a soccer project. Actually. Oh, nice! So, so you seem to know everybody there, right? Yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen uh, Ethan's show on Friday, you do a two-hour show called Combat Radio. 
Um, you invite probably like 50 people on every show. I tr- I'm trying uh, to actually break that habit. I'm really, <laughs> if I could have it my way. But it's way, cool. You know so many people. Good. I mean, I really, honestly, I'd rather, I've, I've been, I have to apologize to your station manager every Friday. Why? Because I keep telling him, I'm like, look, I'm going to try and dial it back. I know there's yeah. a lot of personalities coming through the door. Right. And uh, I'm hoping I can start to whittle it down. But yeah. it's a little bit nuts. I guess everybody wants to come out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like they, they converge in the building. But it's good. It's fun. You know, I mean, it creates a, a great feeling here of a lot of people. Uh, so you, you often bring uh, people, bring in people in entertainment and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, so what I mean, what do you, do you guys? What do you discuss? I mean, obviously, you do two other charity shows. What's going on with? Well, the I combat? do usually press them into some sort of charitable service. I usually conscript them for something, whatever we're doing. Uh, I don't know; it just depends on the time of year. But that's I, don't, I never really know what we talk about. I mean, everyone's yeah. done the show, and I never. Right. We interviewed Mayor Villaraigosa, and you know, we were when he was mayor. Right. And, we, you know, we were under the impression we've never prepared anything in advance, but we thought, you know, we have all these questions we should ask him. You know, right. but really it came down to, you know, why are you ducking us on a soccer game? <laughs> yeah. You know, because he's a soccer hooligan. Whoa. And, you know, we thought we'd have all these high and mighty political questions for our mayor. But instead, we, we just started giving the guy a hard time. Whoa. Uh, you know, why are you running from us? <laughs> this we're takes re- balls, man. <laughs> you know, it wasn't meant to be like that, but that's what it turned out to be. But he's actually a tremendous supporter of the NACA program of the show I do Wednesday. Okay. So he listens to that. Oh, awesome. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you have different people from, like, Guns N' Roses to different Disney Imagineers, and I never know what I'm going to ask them. Usually something, yeah. some sort of insight into what life is really like for them, I think. Right. People ask right. them all the elitist questions all the time, and yeah. I really don't have too high of an IQ for that. <laughs> you know, so it's usually like, you know. Yeah. What's Ethan is a pretty thing, self-deprecating you know? kind of guy, yeah. and we need to. Uh, I'm surprised the show <laughs> is still here. I, every Friday, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, you know, I keep expecting some sort of, you know, draconian police seizing around the building, saying no, nobody's getting in today, like one of those old like '60s Black Panther yeah. protests. Yeah, you know, but it's definitely a lot of fun when you have a lot of guests and stuff. So you've you, done you it. Guess you check it out. Have I ever done your show? You did. You and I did a New Year show which you know it doesn't seem that long ago but it really was long ago now it must have been a long time ago i don't even remember yeah wow you know you can do it anytime i mean would you want to do it i mean of course you walk by that studio on fridays it's like i know it's like (laughs) i know it's like going to the market or something but i want you it it is like going to the market unfortunately it has the same racket most markets have that are just sort of this senseless drone of noise in the background but i am trying to dial it all back i mean we got for some reason, we've been barraged with yeah. requests lately. Everybody wants to come on. Beyond the normal amount that's sane. And a lot of times, you know, you go into... If I plan anything, no questions. But I have a logical plan of like, okay, 10 minutes here. Right. You're out. 10 minutes there. But you know, no one never leaves. It's never 10 <laughs> minutes. People go and come back and be like, I just didn't want to leave. I yeah. have nothing to do, you know. And, <laughs> and it just kind of creates this quagmire. And, you know, I've got this film crew following us. We're doing a documentary on us, Crooked Job Productions right now, which you're in, actually. They interviewed I'm you. in there? Yeah, we interviewed. Do you ever remember anything? It's no, like, I don't. I really don't. I smoke too much related. weed, man. I don't remember anything. Well, that's Are you good kidding excuse. me? See, keep smoking that weed because that way you'll be more tolerant with the shenanigans. <laughs> On Friday. So I'm okay with you. You can go ahead and smoke yeah. it up all you want. But I mean, they're doing. And, My and memory so, is gone. When did you guys interview me? When was it? We interviewed you, I think, the same day we did Guns N' Roses for it. Um, 
I don't know the exact date, but I know we did it at the old station. I was there for it. I dropped by to see how it went. I sometimes drop by to see the process when they'll let me on the set. Oh, okay. Was that like in the... Um, I think I remember something. Vaguely. Yeah, like what? In the lobby, in the waiting room, we yeah. did that? Yeah. Okay, I remember something like that. Yeah, and we had to do it a couple times, right? A couple takes Everyone or something? Everyone needs yeah. a couple takes. Yeah. You know. Okay, now I remember, but who knew? I mean, you know, so... Yeah, I never thought about it. That's fantastic know? that yeah. you had totally. Well, thanks for yeah, it. thanks for having me uh, for including me in it. I well, didn't we had even to, know what you're it was for. Part of it, you know. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, it's like at the end of the day, there's a lot of personalities with making a radio enterprise work, and not all of them are agreeable at times. I think we yeah. all know, but you do recognize and respect the components that are in place that do make it work. Starting with your own, right. it says, you know. Whatever any show here becomes, it did start with the blueprint for a station, right? which you did, and you provided an opportunity for producers to get involved and do that kind of stuff. And I think that you know, if you're going to do any kind of documentary on us, yeah. you know, the Warner Brothers stuff, that's actually quite boring. Yeah, yeah. I can bore you with those stories, but <laughs> if you want to get into radio and what that's become and how it's become a mechanism for charity work, right. you have to kind of look back with the station that right. started it all. That's true, but uh, but you're making it happen, and that's the thing. You know, you get the forum here, but uh, but to go out there and really promote these things is noble, I think. you know, It's amazing. I mean, you could easily just be going to bars and strip clubs and stuff and enjoying yourself, but you're not. Well, who's to say I don't do that stuff too? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's America, and there's an eclectic group of there's an eclectic set of options, <laughs> right? But uh, in reality, you know, once you start doing, you know, the thing about charity work, I think that most people don't get. A lot of people don't know where to start, but once yeah. you do figure out whatever your if you can align whatever your passion is to a cause, I know a woman who loves books. She collects books and starts up little libraries. Oh, at really? shelters and donates books to schools. Okay, that's her passion. So that's right. right up. That's right in her wheelhouse. Whatever someone's passion is, I want to teach guitar or whatever it is. There's always a mechanism for that. There's that's always true. a receiving end. And I think if people can figure out what it is, that, all you have to do is do one charity act, do the right charity act one time, yeah. and you will forever be dedicated to the art of really? charity work wow. if you can do the right thing. Yeah. I need to take the plunge. I it's really do. Real, you know? Well, you've been a part of it. I know you, you I haven't to be really dismissive of it. I haven't initiated Wait, anything. You know? I mean, I've just been here. Christmas tree giveaway for yeah. wounded combat vets. When right. we were giving away all, you showed up that way because that was combined with Toys for Tots. You brought a bunch right. of toys. You're, you're yeah. dismissive of your contributions, and your contributions tend to have ramifications beyond what you believe they do. When right. you donate toys for Which Toys is cool. for Tots, yeah. you probably think nothing of it. But right. I know somewhere... That toy was received, and who knows what level of optimism or right. what level of entertainment or who know, that toy could have kept that kid out of trouble. Right. You never know. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Sometimes it's the little things, my friend. It's yeah. really the small things that people are dismissive of that you know you build the pyramid on. Yeah, I know because that's always I. You know, I always wonder how do I start something like this. How I mean, how do I get involved? You know, but I think it's uh, if if you're committed to doing that, it's not hard to get started with this. I mean, there's so much need for volunteers and and people that care. You know, yeah. So uh, you should yeah. teach and talk radio at schools. We have a high school right across the street from us, and kind of give these people an opportunity to really see what the industry is. And this is a huge platform here. Yeah, but how's it going to help them? You know, I mean, it's not like getting blankets you know, and stuff for it's, kids. It's like any other film program that these high and mighty elitist filmmakers we deal with put in place. You know, <laughs> They'll put in like a film program, or like they'll do like a theater troupe, and what it really is is it's giving kids an avenue, an artistic avenue, if there's interest in it, that is something different 
after school than would be standing around as a latchkey kid, possibly getting into wow, trouble. Because we know sense. that that's what absorbs a lot of the personalities. Both parents in the household probably work if they're fortunate enough to have both of them around. Right. And, you know, they, kids need something. To, not every kid feels comfortable on a football field hitting people. Right. You know, they need to, you know, some people need to be like, I need something. It, you know, and radio could be, hey, you know, I never thought about radio. I never thought about radio myself, actually. Right. I never thought, oh, I'm going to be in radio one day or look at where radio can go. But once you're in it, you realize, hey, you know, there is much more to life and there's much more that this radio thing can do right. than, say, sitting on the front steps of Notre Dame High School hoping my mom picks me up before the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. <laughs> you're giving these people like, hey, you can be something, anything. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and be pushed. You know, your head doesn't have to be jammed into the locker every you right. know, afternoon. Yeah. You know? That makes sense, yeah. So actually start with something you love, and it doesn't really feel like you're working, you know, and it's it's probably less effort yeah, to do it. Program that like you probably have an hour yeah. out on a Monday or something you can yeah. carve out. Yeah. And it's probably tax deductible in whatever form you choose to make yeah. it tax deductible. I mean, I, that's yeah. just where I, But, I mean, outside of that, if you didn't want to utilize your place of business, there's other things yeah. you can do. No, absolutely. I think there are, you know. I mean, I could, yeah, there's so many things. I uh, That's the thing. It's got a sort of like creep up into your conscience to be um to think about it you know because sometimes it doesn't even occur to you that there's uh that there's such things that you can do and actually help people quite a bit i go down sometimes uh, to six and gladys in los angeles uh-huh. with my family to feed the homeless we'll make sandwiches or whatever wow. and on a saturday morning we'll go down and we'll set up kind of a red cross type tent and do coffee and you know you just give it out to the people it doesn't take anything to do it. You don't need any kind of weird permit. Most people are entirely really indebted to you at the point of you making contact with them. There's simple things people can do. It's not as much, it, you know, I think a lot of people sit back stoned on their couch or whatever it is. And they're, it just seems so laborious to them. Like, man, I got to put my bong <laughs> down and, dude, you know, like, shoot, Ethan's asking me to do this soccer game. But, you know, you get there and you're into it. And you, I've never yeah. met anyone who's done our Christmas event uh-huh. and not said, you know, we already know when the date is for next year. We knew that before the first this one ended. You know, uh, December 6th, incidentally. But most people are like, you know, when is the next one? Or what are you doing next? Most people walk away galvanized going, you know, this was actually pretty good. It was good yeah. for, it feels like it's, you know, not to be too much of a Buddhist about it, but it's really good for your soul to kind of do something like, man, I it just, really does. a sincere act of kindness. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do that Tuesday. Yeah. You it's know? like a lot of things. When just making the first step is a huge, a huge deal. And yeah. then you get really involved and it's like, okay, I'm not stopping now. I just want to keep going and yeah. know more about this and help more. Believe yeah. me, it's challenging when you're like saying, you're calling different celebrity friends and you're saying, I need you in Valencia at 6 a.m. Yeah. on a Saturday. <laughs> a lot of them are like, oh, yeah. man. And you know, I have to get, you know, they used to call me Staff Sergeant Barnes over at Warner really? Brothers, which is not a compliment. It's after the crazy guy in Platoon. But but I would get go Staff Sergeant Barnesian on him and I'd be like, you need to be there. I don't want to hear any discussion out of you. You know, you use this show as a platform for whatever film or... You know, and but every time we've gotten someone there, no matter how early, uh-huh. you know, once they like start hearing the Sinatra esque Christmas music or having coffee and seeing everyone else is out doing the same thing, once they start warming up to it and the buses arrive and these kids show up, then they're like, I've never, I've had most people tell me, you know, I'm glad I came to this. I'm glad I did this. Yeah. I've never had anyone say, I'm never doing this again. You got me this once. I'm right. out. No one's ever said that. Everyone's wow. like, when's the next one? You know. Yeah. And when I say most people, it's because not everyone has come up with the right paraphrasing. But most people have walked away going, this has been really a special day, you know, and, it, yeah. and it's really good. I mean, it's like, but that's just what I choose to do because my kid kind of got it going. You right. know? I mean, shoot, there's all yeah. kinds of. 
there's a it's limitless with yeah. the imagination that you have or that people around you have it's limitless what you can actually Definitely. do for to help people that's true yeah and yeah the radio is a good way i guess to reach a lot of people and stuff for you for what you're doing and stuff and your show is very popular you well, you just mentioned you've been it, in- right if dictators can use radio <laughs> yeah exactly you know to keep the human race down then we ought to be able to use it to bring the human race up right <laughs> very true you know, if putin can use the radio to right. get some sort of ancient kgb communist agenda across then right. we ought to be able to get a free market agenda back across that's true yeah and and, you know, I mean, and here we thought the Cold War was over, you know. And, oh, I uh, think it's just started. I think we, yeah. <laughs> the players because, are changing. Yeah, they're changing. But still, I mean, the Soviet Union, Russia, still the same people, you know. I mean, maybe not at the, at the top, but it's still the same culture, you know. And it's that, I think... Uh, you know, still that paranoid culture, you know, that communism is going to collapse and all that stuff. And and I, I just think that Russia needs to, to flex its muscles, you know, to show that, you know, we're the second cop in the world and you're going to have to answer to us. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, personally, there's a lot of people over there that were suddenly powerless yeah. with the fall of communism. They've watched what they grew up believing to be an empire, Soviet bloc, dismantled. And basically, people couldn't say F you fast enough. Yeah. Look at Czechoslovakia, Hungary. I mean, they were, you know, they were out of there very quick. And also, you know, they've got, uh, they've got their own industrial complex they need to sort of bring into the 21st century on, yeah. on some degree. And I think that that's part of the problem. But it's also, you know, you got you to gotta be open to dialogue. And I don't right. know how open we've been. I think that I don't know, really. I'm not yeah. really in a position to discuss it thoroughly. Right. But yeah. you got to be willing to talk. Right. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's that's just the thing is that um, we haven't had to deal with anything like this for a while, at least not this president, you know, so it's kind of like, uh, how are we going to deal with this, you know, yeah. and we'll see what happens. But uh, it's pretty scary, man, because every time something like this happens, it shakes the uh, financial markets. Uh, politics but and everything. I also believe that the financial markets enjoy being shaken up quite a bit. I mean, they love to report some kind of disaster, and they love <laughs> to keep stock. They, they love to keep the news on them. The Nasdaq loves to keep the spotlight on them and the media spotlight, and that's yeah. you know, and, and that happens every time they report a plummet right. in the market, right? So I think they love all this stuff personally. Yeah. I don't know really too much about what's going on in the Ukraine or Syria and all that. I know. Stuff. Who knows? I mean, a lot of people claim to be really well informed, but I don't know really who knows. We have so many problems here at home. I'm yeah. really not interested we do have you a know? lot of problems though start with fixing us and then we can bother about it exactly yeah. i have to agree with that i mean there's all this infrastructure going in overseas and i'm like wait a minute parts of my neighborhood look like a dmz yeah you know and you can't really claim i deal with a lot of homeless so i see it firsthand you can't really claim you're a superpower if you've got a good portion of your population living on the street right with a broken educational system right you're not producing smart people you're not producing you know innovation yeah, I don't well, get productive it. people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, uh, I wanted to bring this up because we were talking about uh, kids and stuff, and and this, I wanted to discuss this, and and it's good that you are here also to get your opinion on this. But uh, apparently, this New Jersey teen decided to sue her parents because they won't pay for her private school and her college and stuff, and uh, she wants to. Um, uh, so she's taking him to court and, you know, so this is like unprecedented. She's 18 years old and I guess she, uh, she's accusing her family of throwing her out of the house and, uh, but and you're 18 saying, doesn't that mean 
yeah, illegal to live alone. Yeah, yeah, but she says that uh, she, they they owe it to her. You know, so that's why it's creating a lot of controversy on Twitter. Clearly, and stuff. a fantastic mm-hmm. kid, personality yeah. wise. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But some people are saying, "Hey, those parents raised her," you know, so that's why she turned out this way. That's true as well. <laughs> yeah, but suing your parents, I mean, come on, you know. But there is a sense of entitlement there, you know. It's like God get a job and or get student loans and do it like everybody else does, you know. And, uh, I mean, if your parents can help you, that's one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And th- they were also talking about I wonder if that's even a real school. case. I know. How, how can that be taken to court? I, mean, I don't sh- understand. I'm sure there are cases like that. And yeah. I mean, this could very well be real. But that almost sounds like a, I don't want to say publicity stunt. But, I mean, are you serious? Yeah, you I am serious. your parents for not sending you to private school. Right. You know? <laughs> right. I know. Who wants I know. to go that's to that draconian to... system anyway? You should <laughs> right. have a little freedom with your school. <laughs> right. You should be able to wear what you want. Exactly, you know. So, I mean, I can understand, you know, because kids at that age become like very rebellious and stuff, you know. And the thing is, is that if you, if they start giving you a hard time, then you just tell them, okay, if you don't want to live here, then leave, you know. If you can't live by my rules, then leave. And and that's what sometimes happens, you know. And I don't think it's the parents' uh, fault because it's definitely not good education for the kid to teach them that, you know, they can get everything they want, mm-hmm. you know, and they're always going to get the support and everything. That's what keeps them um, from going into the real world, you know, and, and actually working. Who is the attorney, though? I mean, all attorneys are shameless, I guess, to some degree. <laughs> but who's the attorney that's shameless enough to say, I'll take your case and help you see your parents? I'm sure somebody who's pretty grounds. desperate, right? yeah. The fact it's, that they won't pay for you to go to private school. That's really, it's, it, it becomes at some point the attorney's responsibility or someone's responsibility to say, you know what, you need to dial it back, kid. Right. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I understand you're pissed off, but this is going to be a joke. Right. Not to mention, what people miss in a lot of that is there's going to be a monster you know, amount of legal, legal fees, fees, win or lose. Yeah, exactly. So you're really getting yourself, you're going down the, you know, yeah. the, the, you, a bad, you're going to a bad place. You might yeah. as well have put that money into school because right, obviously yeah. you're getting some, or some a library of it from card. You know, get some right. common sense somewhere. You're absolutely yeah. right. Right. I mean, how can you sue your parents? I don't care how much you hate them, you know? Yeah, that's weird. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's like hatred is one thing. I think every kid has a little disdain for their folks at one point, right? For whatever right. policies are put in place. But, I mean, the lawsuit's right. a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But you don't adults go shouldn't them, entertain you know? it. People yeah. around this kid should not even entertain this as real. Yeah. You know, like no lawyer should take it. The court shouldn't even really look at this. This paper shouldn't even be filed. The county clerk should laugh at this and throw it back. <laughs> yeah. But where's like the system of barriers to stop the stupid... It's like that... Uh, you were talking earlier about that rather ridiculous legalization of the photo up the skirt. Mm -hmm. But I bet if a woman was to slap someone shooting that photo, she Uh could be charged with battery or sued. Probably, huh? You know, it's so getting so ridiculous that there's uh, there's people who take more responsibility for their own lives. Yeah. But thank goodness they're they're starting to address like revenge porn and stuff like that, you know? You know what that is? When people people break up with someone, they'll post like nude or or sex pictures of them online. There's websites for it. So one of the websites, the guy was arrested for not closing it down. And, uh, but then that's how much self-respect do you have yeah. to do that? One, like. You know what? Thank you for saying that. Where is the class? <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't understand. Yeah, why do you let you anybody know? take nude pictures of you, right? Oh, or or, or why sex would you videos? Even, I mean, how bad is the breakup, really? Yeah. I mean, don't you that's make yourself true, yeah. look like a bit of a clown? And like, it's like when you walk away from a bad situation, do you even talk about it? Right. I, don't, I, know, I, don't I just what you're flush saying, it from but, my memory. I don't yeah. want to... 
I'm not going to be the hypocrite that's caught up in some sh- shitty set of circumstances. Yeah, that's no, okay, I mean it's over. We're out. Yeah, no, I mean you know that's you know that's that's how it is, and you know I, I yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. It really is. Uh, so I bet yeah, the site's so, popular. Yeah, yeah, but they've made it illegal uh, to do that. You know, so that's uh, that's a good thing. You know, because uh, people can do so many things with your. Um, with your stuff, you know, with your private stuff. But if there's any lesson here, I don't care how much you're into another person. Don't have nude pictures taken of you. Don't have six videos out there. And you're never going to have to worry about it. Yeah. But when, I mean, I don't even get the point of why you would do this. Why you'd have nude pictures taken of you. It could end up anywhere. Uh, yeah. If and you're once doing it's it, on the internet, it's no longer yours. Exactly. And the thing is, is that... Uh, even not on the internet, you know. Okay, so you have a boyfriend. What's the motivation to have a nude picture taken of you? He can see you. He can see you nude. Why does he need a picture? I agree. So people are crazy with those pictures, you know. They they have, they have, take pictures with everything, you know. They take uh, sex pictures and stuff. And then they wonder, why am I online? Well, there you go, you know. You hung out with the wrong person and you pissed them off, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, they can do this. They can destroy you completely. So, yeah, it's it's pretty scary stuff, you know. And uh, I bet you, you know, I mean, you know, kids get exploited and everything. And uh, they do this a lot like in college, you know. I mean. Uh, of course. They they send each other, like, pictures after a breakup or something. Well, they do that a lot in Capitol Hill, too. I mean, look at these senators. Yeah. You know, all these guys <laughs> who had their political career terminated over some stupid text. or Text some or something. Picture. I know. So it's shameful all the way up to the top. It is. You know, I mean, you're but that, like... But those are the people that are supposed to set an example. Right. And it's like, that's our example. Right. Uh, I think personally, you know, it's people just need to get used to the idea or habitualized to the idea that you are under 100% supervision and surveillance right. all, the all the time. Yeah. And you need to act as if. If you're going to do something stupid or say something stupid, you better be prepared for it to go completely public in some form. Right. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, even in strange places, in, uh, you know, where you're not known, there's cameras everywhere now. You know, I mean, you go into a parking lot, you got to be careful. You know, whatever you do, uh, you're always being watched, you know, yeah. and that's a scary thing. Just understand that that's the situation. So, you know, you behave right. with a little bit of class. Yeah, and you some know, responsibility. You're complete, you need, you know, 21st century techno, tech dis- discipline. Right. You know, you're just going to have to kind of keep it controlled. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. And now they have the service, uh, what's it called, where you send somebody a picture or something and it disappears in five seconds? Snapchat. Snapchat, that's right. See, I have that. I like yeah. that app. And I don't use it for any other reason than to send my friends, like, stupid faces. Okay. When, like, and my friends are in Florida and uh-huh. in England, so it's like... So you make I faces, can, yeah, you take selfies, like, and you send them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I get to see that face, like, ten times in a day. It makes me uh-huh. happy. Like, they uh-huh. get to see mine, too. Like, I don't use it for anything but else sure other than dis- that. Are you sure it actually disappears, even though it disappears? From That's the, what they say, the yeah. Service. Maybe I mean, on their server it stays. Snapchat or, I mean, I can't imagine it disappears completely. Yeah. Exactly. No, like, it stays on their so, servers, I'm sure. Yeah, see. If they wanted to use it against you, they would. But then again, that's your own. If you're using that app for other things than just yeah. like stupid selfies, then that's your problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't use the apps if you don't like them, you know. It's very simple. But uh, I would definitely... You know, be careful of people that want to take nude pictures of you, man, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I bet you that's what Snapchat chat is mostly used for, right? It was designed for. That's yeah. what it was designed for. Yeah, absolutely. 
So uh, it's uh, yeah, so it's crazy that way. But and, and guys like to send like penis pictures to women. I don't know why that is. I've heard that, that women don't, don't really like that. that. I mean, it's like I don't think like how. What is that supposed to do? Right. It's well, not to, to guy, yeah, to a guy. If a woman is nude, then she takes pictures of her private parts. For a guy, it's cool. But women, for the most part, it's like, I don't want to look at this. You know, send me something more I romantic. I think, the, you know, men are really kind of small-minded. They need <laughs> yeah. to understand that women don't think the same. Exactly. And I think exactly. You, know, you have to understand that what you may like to see in your uh, inbox is not what the, the businesswoman across the hall wants to exactly, see. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And there are some, I'm sure, that would like to see penis pictures. But for the most part, you know, if it's a woman you don't know, it's Especially if it's someone you don't know or you don't know her well, don't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah I would encourage people not to do that yeah. in general. Like, that's probably <laughs> not a good idea. That's under the, you know, the, the pretty much the, that shingle of don't yeah. do it. But I guess some guys are just, you know, proud of their appendage or whatever and they want to show it off, you know? You know, add a little <laughs> they mystery think to I, it, I would suggest. They think other people want to see it. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know anyone. No one's ever walked into my office and said, you know, I sent this picture and my problems disappeared, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's when the problems start. <laughs> How do go. I backtrack from this? How do I stop this disaster? What do you know, I it's do like, now? What are you hold? You know what we really need? The app we need is not something that makes it disappear, but an app that says, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. sure? And have yeah. it, it get, waits 10 seconds for you to think. That's true. Put a password in there. Like, Bang, yes, send. You know, we need an app that says, you know, we also need the app that's like, that cuts to static, like you're getting, right? your, your communications are being intercepted. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, we, well, there's a few apps that we can, uh, you know, approve that we need quicker than I think some that's of these true. other things. Yeah, like one app I need is like, don't respond to emails right away. Because when I do, sometimes I get emotional about right. it and I get angry or something, you know. You got to cool off a little bit and, yeah. and, and look at it differently, you know, before you reply to a uh, provocative email or something that pisses you off you know mm-hmm. well don't at, don't look at your email after two o'clock in the afternoon you really know, I think give it you don't want to you know because it'll I know people in the film business uh-huh. there's a lot of communication through emails totally a negative set of circumstances really and don't and people will see an email and try to take that step like I'm gonna refrain and uh-huh. they can't sleep they're so aggravated so I said don't even look at it after yeah. two o'clock and also don't get into a text don't try to interpret a text don't try to guess the tone of a text right just speak to the person because what's happening is we're losing a lot of human contact and if you remember that's what everything's built on right so no absolutely getting away from that. I know. Yeah, it's and like pick up the phone. Don't I, send a text. Yeah, and but that's what the young kids are doing. It's only text and they have like um like uh, text etiquette and stuff, you know? Yeah. So if it's like, if she doesn't respond within 10 minutes, then this is what she means and yeah. that's what the situation means. And I don't get text etiquette. I mean, I call a lot of people and I will start the voicemail off because I know sometimes right. people de- delete it if we're in some sort of business transaction. I'll say, I need you to hear the sound of my voice. Listen yes. to me closely so you can understand <laughs> yeah. that I'm not trying to drop a hammer on you. Yeah. This is, you know, but people don't do that anymore. It's just, right. it's, so I think we should, I'd love to get back to that. Can we just yeah. throw our phones away? Yeah. What happened to the days when we had the rotary phone and if you weren't home, no one got you? Exactly. And you texting is a cop out. It's an easy way to communicate. It is. And everyone's on to the rhythms of it yeah. now. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't get your text. Really? I know. <laughs> but I'm finding out in the dating world, there's a lot of texting going on, man. It's like people don't want to talk, you know? I'm still hip to no. the human side of things. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Ethan Denmeyer, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, catch him tomorrow, uh, 10 to 12, uh, Combat Radio on Fridays, right here on, on LA Talk Radio on Channel 2. And also NACA and Peace Fund that we talked about. Those are fr- uh, Wednesday morning. And uh, try to get involved. I mean, Ethan, you're doing a lot of noble things. Thank you. Thanks. 
thanks to your wife and your daughter. Thank you. And you guys are amazing. I appreciate that. Thank all you. right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. For always being here. <laughs> and we'll see everybody tomorrow. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Charlotte right here on L.A. Talk Radio.